Hi, everybody. It's Peggy here. Before we get started with this episode, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving weekend this coming weekend here in Canada. And I also wanted to pass on a little mindfulness exercise that hopefully you'll find useful as you head into this weekend where often there's going to be a lot of indulgences and lots of treats and lots of food. When it comes to food, we've talked about this before on the podcast, that one of the things that can be very helpful is to think about when you're eating, just eat. And we're going to have a lot of family time. There's going to be lots of appetizers. Instead of shoving your face until your tummy is so full that you feel uncomfortable, which I think is pretty common during a holiday time, see if you can consciously make an effort to be mindful of the food that you're putting in your body and enjoy the taste and enjoy the texture and enjoy the company. And I hope that you have some fun family and friend time and you enjoy your weekend. Let's get into the episode. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. On today's episode, we are ready to dig into our third monthly challenge, which is all about food and drink. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. I'm up for this challenge, Peg, and I think it's going to be a great month for it. That's me, Jenny Kouse, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I will do my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I will be playing along too and as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Well, we're into October and our monthly challenge for October is related to eating and drinking and all things interesting that go along with this foundational habit. I have challenged myself and you to use the strategy of monitoring for the month of October to get a realistic look at what I'm eating and drinking day to day. I'm recording everything that I eat and drink in the app MyFitnessPal to get a sense of what exactly I'm consuming each day this month. Jenny was going to try something else for tracking, but has now decided to use MyFitnessPal app as well. She can't resist an app that gives her a bunch of data. So Jenny, how are things going for you a few days into this new challenge? It's going really well. Um, As you alluded to, I was going to kick it old school and write it down on paper. Um, But I've decided to give in to my urge to go the digital route and track on my fitness pal. I have been entering it at the end of the day uh, for some reason. Um, But you know, I think I'll start doing it more as I eat things. Uh, the data lover in me is really enjoying this tracking and seeing all of the totals for calories, fiber, carbs, sugar, et cetera. It's definitely a very cool way to get some awareness of what you're taking in. Definitely. That's part of the reason I like it too. I tend to resist the idea of using apps and recording data daily, but, um, so far I've been doing well. Uh, I've put uh, it into the app immediately when I'm eating or drinking something or else it gets forgotten for sure. My brain, also has a tendency to maybe get creative about what really happened if I don't do it right away. So if I waited till the end of the day, it would be, yeah, it would be not accurate, I'm guessing. This monitoring habit uh, will definitely help give me my best feedback on what's really happening. So it's um, also really true that monitoring helps. I think it was you who told me that when you were going to eat something and then you don't want to put that into the app, either because of the fact that it's a bother or because you feel food shame, then you're less Let's likely just to call eat it. it laziness, <laughs> laziness slash maybe food shame. For me, it might be one or bit. both. A little bit. 
So let's just, uh, for our listeners, remind you that um, the strategy of monitoring does two things for us. Number one, you'll get some solid objective data about what you are doing. Again, as long as you're being honest with yourself and the app. And number two, just by doing the act of monitoring, just by taking a close look at what you are doing, you are likely to see improvements. And that's our goal. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with the My, the app MyFitnessPal, I just want to share a couple of things that I think are cool about it. So number one, you can search in the app for whatever it is that you are eating and drinking. And because so many people have used this app, it has built up a database of the nutritional info of almost everything you can think of. So that can include things like vitamins, meals at restaurants, alcohol, so different beers and wines, uh, etc. Uh, number two, if what you are eating or drinking has a package with a barcode, you can use the app to scan it. And then all of the nutritional information is automatically added into the app and your daily total. So there's no need for you to do any estimating. Uh, and then it just makes it more accurate. I love um, it, that. Yeah, I love it too. Um, if you want to, along with the food, the app will also allow you to track your exercise, your water intake, your weight. You can do some goals um, and do progress photos if you want. Uh, if you feel like that information would be helpful for you, it's an awesome accountability partner. And you can also connect to your friends so you can keep each other accountable through the app. Just like we did today. I know. We're, we're my fitness pal friends now. <laughs> we're my fitness pal pals. I love it. And we just want to give a quick shout out to those of you who are supporting us and listening every week. We love it when we hear that anyone is listening to us ramble at each other. And we especially love it when we hear that it has been helpful in some way. And I just have to mention my friend Sarah from work who mentioned to me today that she had been listening. So thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Um, and this past week, I was also pleasantly surprised to hear from several patients and friends that they had been listening. And then they let me know specific learning that they took and applied as they are working on creating healthy habits. So that makes us feel like hopefully we're putting some good stuff out there that you guys are enjoying and getting some use out of. And that's great. So keep up the great work, everyone. Love it. Great job. We mentioned last week that we had a great book in mind. So right now it's time for talking about our book report for October. And for this month, we have a book that will reinforce this important foundational habit of food. Um, the book that we chose was written by a great guy who is local to the London area and who is more than a bit hardcore and consistent with his own health habits. His name is Tommy Caldwell, and his book is called Heavy Brain. It's a pretty cool book that digs into more details about why and how we eat and drink and what we do in modern culture and how we can be more successful given the challenges that we all face in 2018. And the cool part about this month's book report is that Tommy has agreed to chat with us on the podcast about his book, Heavy Brain, as well as share some of his ideas about creating healthy habits. He will be our first official interview and we are super excited. Yay. Yay. We will be sharing that interview later this month. So if you want to play along, I'll put a link to the book in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast so that you can grab a copy and get reading. Uh, now it's time for a segment where we dig a little deeper into our personalities called Who Are You Anyway? We will take a question and each give our perspective on the topic with the goal of understanding ourselves a little bit better. So this week's Who Are You Anyway? question is, if something is forbidden, do you want it more or less? So for me, I would say, I mean, obviously it depends on what it is, but in general, I would say it makes me want it less and it kind of helps me to just put it out of my mind. 
So for example, I find it much easier to just say that I'm not eating desserts rather than to eat them occasionally. If I just tell myself that it's forbidden and then I can just not even think about it and it actually feels like freedom in some strange way. Awesome. I agree with you 100% or hundo P as the kids say. I was really hoping you were going to say that. (laughs) So this comes back to what our online pretend best friend Gretchen Rubin calls a a moderator or an abstainer. So some people are good at monitoring their intake of certain higher risk delicious snacks or treats while others need to abstain altogether. If I know that it's off the table altogether or forbidden as today's question defines it, it's just a given that I don't miss it because it's non-negotiable. So a good example of this is my sister got married recently and there was a candy bar at the wedding, which was so fun and amazing. Dangerous. Uh, It was dangerous. Uh, And it got even more dangerous. And uh, the challenge was that after the wedding, there was a bunch of leftovers. So she knows that my kryptonite is jelly beans. And so she left a giant bag of them here at my house, which I appreciate for sure. But then I proceeded over about a week to eat all of them. It was a giant bag, like a huge bag of jelly beans. So now some people would have those things in their cupboard and maybe have a handful or a few every few days or once in a while, because there's people like that, I think. At least I've heard there are. (laughs) So instead of doing that, I ate all of them until I felt sick and then they were gone. Uh, So at least they're gone. There's that. But um, (laughs) but now that they are gone, I won't be buying any more and I won't bring any more into the house and I don't miss them and I don't crave them and they are off the table as an option. So I am definitely not a moderator. I am an abstainer. Hondo P. Nice. Hondo P. <laughs> How about you? If something is forbidden, do you want it more or less? Let us know by sending us an email to theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com or catch us on the socials by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone and Jenny is on Twitter at jcouse. And now it is time for What Are You Digging Lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we have found. And we feel like you might find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving, that we find useful or practical or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this week, I'm digging the Instant Pot. You know what I'm talking oh. about. Oh. So the Instant you got Pot. one? I have one. I love the Instant Pot. So this is something that has really exploded in popularity in the last year or so, and I totally love it. So the way that it's described on its website is, it's the smart, multi-use, programmable pressure cooker designed by Canadians with the objective of being convenient, dependable, and safe. So that's it's great. It's designed by Canadians? Yeah. Cool, right? I had no idea. There we go. So at this time of year, when the weather gets cooler, I start craving soups and stews and chilies. And uh, this pressure cooker is amazing for cooking these. So um, there's so many food bloggers uh, out in the blogosphere that have really jumped on board with the Instant Pot trend. So if you type anything into the Google um, and just add the words Instant Pot, you can pretty much find whatever recipe you're looking for. So I love the Instant Pot. Oh. Also, side note, can I tell you one more thing about the Instant Pot? Please. So I like hard-boiled eggs. The challenge with hard-boiled eggs, though, especially if they are like farm fresh and they're like pretty like fresh eggs, is you bo- you hard-boil them and then when you go to peel them, what happens? All of the egg comes off with the shell. You make hard-boiled eggs in the instant pot. Perfect peeling, amazing. Really? Yes, I highly recommend it. How long do they take in the instant pot? Four minutes. 
Now, that's... keep in mind, the Instant Pot always like tricks you a little bit because it's a pressure cooker. There's time to come to pressure. Then there's the cooking time, which is four minutes. And the time sure. to come to pressure could be 10 or 12 minutes. So it's not super, super quick, but it's easy and awesome. Interesting. I've heard people talking about it and I've certainly seen them at stores. I'm very curious. So hmm, I may yes, have to look at your, your um, minimalist self might be against the <laughs> idea, but I could tell you, I could cook you some recipes in the Instant Pot and maybe you might change your mind. I love it. Well, I did already get the soda streams, so I feel like the counter space. <laughs> oh, you, I, the Instant Pot was underneath the counter. It's not on the could counter. Could it? Okay. So could it replace a slow cooker? Uh, it could. But I have a slow cooker as well, because sometimes you want to put something in in the morning and have it done when you get home from work at the end of the day. Whereas and the Instant Pot, you can't do that with the Instant Pot. So oh. there's, so yeah, it's one of those things where if you only have enough cupboard space for one cooker yeah. type appliance, maybe you have to just stick with your slow cooker. See, if, if you could like rule another thing out, I'd be like, Oof, that, that makes sense to me. All right. Well, okay. So what do you do? I'm digging it's not a food thing, um, <laughs> but I am digging, as always, Saturday Night Live, um, and the reason why I'm saying that this week is this past weekend um, was the first episode of the 44th season, and I have very rarely missed SNL since I was probably 14. Like, nice. I, back in the day, I always had a VCR in my room and would record it and watch it the next day because I'm not much of a late night gal. Um, so I, I used to VCR it. Now I like still have a PVR because I have to record it because there's some weird settings with Canada where you can't always watch all the skits on YouTube. So I love it because now on Sundays I watch it and I, I love not missing an episode. I am not one of those people that will say like, oh, SNL isn't good anymore. Or, you know, people talk about, oh, it used to be good then, or it used to be good then. You, anytime, I think- You love it no matter what. I love it no matter what. I love the excitement of it, that they're putting on a live show and everything that can go wrong. Um, I love Weekend Update. Like, whatever the cast is, I think it's the best cast they've ever had. Like, (laughs) I love- Super fan, I love it. I love it when there's new cast members and- I think they've got a dynamite cast right now. Um, and it just, it makes me laugh. I love having a good laugh and I love SNL. So I'm so glad that it's back. Awesome. And it was, this week did not disappoint. Okay. I like it. I saw only a couple of the skits um, afterwards on the interweb. So maybe it's worthwhile doing the PVR business and checking it out. I think it's a cool way. I mean, they're always so up on current events and I think it's kind of edgy and funny and I don't know. I think it's great. There was a lot of jokes about uh, Pete Davidson getting engaged to Ariana Grande. And Colin Jost, who hosts uh, Weekend Update, was teasing him about it, about his like superstar girlfriend. But the funniest part about it is what they don't say is Colin Jost, he's dating Scarlett Johansson. And so it's what? so funny that he's lobbing all these like jokes towards Pete Davidson. And it's kind of tongue in cheek because, you know what they're not talking about is he's dating Scarlett Johansson. So he's in the same boat. I think he probably is going to get that back at some point in this season. I think so. This is where the overlap comes with my people.com problem. (laughs) How's that going by the way, your people.com problem. It's going really well. I have not used it on my phone, so I am not checking it out, but I will say every kind of like maybe three days, if I'm on my laptop, I'll just like make sure I'm not missing anything major. I'm not sure if we talked about the solution that you had to your people.com problem for our listeners. Can you like let them know what you did? So (laughs) I, 
I, I went, I found the way how to block it on my phone. Okay. I completely like went into my settings. I found, and the, like the most humiliating part is I think it was, I had to go in through like parental controls. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's kind of semi-embarrassing is like I had to parent myself and put that control so that I couldn't look at it because it was one of those things that, you know, you're sitting waiting for something. Um, you know, like you have those kind of like transitional times where you're sitting waiting and I would like people.com and because you like open a new little browser and it would be like are you like it suggests the websites that you frequent visit and so i didn't even have to type it in it was just like there was a people.com button i'm like don't mind if i do oh my goodness i love this and uh for those listening in i think it's december we have planned to potentially do a digital detox and we're going to revisit this then because if you have some kryptonite on your phone like mine is instagram and twitter scroll 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 um there's some things you can do to block or to remove those apps that we'll talk about then so jenny's way ahead of us she's done well with this people.com problem i have identified the problem (laughs) good work girl oh dear Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment, which is called You Win or You Learn, to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. All right. So this week on this episode, I get the win and uh, I am a healthcare provider and I do body work on people as a chiropractor. And one of the things that happens often, I think, to people that are in this line of work is that they become the shoemaker's children with no shoes. So it's very rare that I've been taking care of myself and getting treatment for my own body. So I decided that I needed to take my own advice and I got some treatment. So I've had an adjustment a couple of weeks in a row and I'm having a massage later this week. So I am, it's a win. It's a win because I'm taking care of myself because I know I should, as I said, I'm taking my own advice. Good on you. That's awesome. Right. That's a funny thing I never thought of is like wondering if you go to a chiropractor as a chiropractor. Well, I have a friend of mine who has a practice nearby and often will meet up and then trade adjustments. That's so perfect. Mm -hmm. What a great idea. We just have to make it, put it on the schedule and make it work. Nice. How about you? You got the learn this week, girl. I had the learn. Um, So mine is related to bodies as well. (laughs) And the lack of taking care of bodies. Uh, I have to admit, I'm going to fess up. As soon as we finished that month of exercise, bam, completely stopped exercising. Uh-oh. Without the challenge, I was not motivated anymore. Um, and I've realized I don't have enough of a, a why, I guess, established uh, for me as why I want to keep this up. Uh, and because I'm not a lover of exercise to start with. So I've realized I need to find a why if I'm going to keep this one up. So that's what I learned this week and we will see what I do about it. Oh, so we're not going to dig into it right now? Like, what do you think your why might uh, be, Oh, no, I'm fine with, I'm fine with this. <laughs> You're going to leave it alone for now. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's just not um, seeing enough of the benefit Okay. for it's me. It's kind of like um, me with the water drinking, right? Yeah. 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 And I find like when I'm exercising, I get a general meh. Like I'm just like, eh, I don't want to do this. Oh, maybe it's you not just haven't found your like... Maybe you just haven't found your, like your soulmate workout. Like maybe you just need to like keep looking. Maybe there's going to be a workout that's going to just, you'll be pumped about it every day. I mean, I've seen prancer size. What is that? You don't know what prancer size is? Am I going to have to put this in the show notes for our listeners? Yeah, you are going to have to. It's a, it was a viral video a little while back and it is this 
lovely lady um, who has some videos on YouTube and she prances and that's her exercise and it's her like prancing through parks and some people who are listening (laughs) will know what I'm talking about. Other people will be like, what are you talking about? It was made not as a joke, but it went around as a joke. It's very (laughs) funny and it's like a very fancy, lovely lady, but like that's how she works out and she's very fit. So it apparently works, but it's also very funny. All right. Well, for those of you listening, I will find out about Prancer Size. I will look at it myself and then I will put a link to it in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. People are going to think I'm a jerk for laughing at it. (laughs) Maybe it's just like hilarious no matter what. I don't think they'll think you're a jerk. Oh, gosh. Okay. So next week, let's just change the subject. (laughs) Next week, we are going to check back in to see how we're both doing with monitoring our food and drink intake. And how that has affected what we are consuming. We hope that you are playing along. We will also dig into some of the social and psychological aspects of why we eat and drink how we do. It's a big topic with lots of aspects to look at. We will find what interests us personally and explore it a bit further. If there's anything that you have a particular interest in as it pertains to this topic, please let us know. Yes, definitely. We want to know what you want to know. All right, and that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Remember to let us know if something is forbidden, do you want it more or less? Also, let us know if you are playing along with using MyFitnessPal to monitor your food and drink intake. Email us or send us a voice memo at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned today during the show, including prancer size, apparently at the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. It really does help other people to find the podcast so that we can help as many people as possible to create new habits. We would love to connect on the socials. You can always get our attention on the socials by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. So do you want to hear something funny? Always. Um, I got Ethan gummy vitamins. And? I can't stop eating them. <laughs> like 15 in one shot. <laughs> the daily limit's two. <laughs> I have this uncontrollable eye twitch.